We are in a series called Epidemic, and it's a series on overcoming fear. And it's one of these series that I've asked you, would you please carve out as much time as you can to be at church over the next several weeks? Be here as many Sundays as possible. Listen, fear is the most popular subject in the Bible. The most common phrase in the Bible is do not be afraid. So this affects so many people's lives. And I really want to help you overcome fear through this series. So I encourage you to be here, have your friends and family here as much as possible so that we can overcome fear together. Uh, today I want to talk to you about the fear of failure, the fear of failure. I, I think we've all heard that inner voice say to us, what if I try and fail? You can't do that. The last time you tried something new, it didn't work. If that doesn't work, what will people say about you? That the inner voice says, I can't accomplish my dreams because I'm not good enough. I can't do something great because I don't measure up. If I try, I'll fail. And so many people are gripped with the fear of failure. I'm not talking about failure. I'm talking about the fear of failure. They haven't even stepped out and failed, but, but, but they, they fear failure, and it stops them from moving forward to achieve their dreams. It stops people from setting goals for their life. It stops people that even have some goals for their life from pursuing those goals. Fear just paralyzes people. It causes them to stand still, to not obey God, to not step out. The fear of failure affects all of us. I've shared this story before, but it is for sure worth repeating as, as I think about fear in my own life and the fear of failure. When Tiffany and I were going to get married in 1997, I was gripped with the fear of failure. We, we almost did not get married. I, I grew up in a home where my parents got divorced. There was just dysfunction and just some chaos there, and, and I knew that I had issues. And I, I just literally thought, there's just no way I could, I could stay married, so why would I get married? And all the way up, December the 20th, 1997, we were, we were going to get married that day. And two or three times throughout that day, I almost got in the car and left and drove away and, and didn't get married because I thought I'd be a horrible husband. I can't stay married. There's no way this will work. And the fear of failure had gripped my heart. And I'm so grateful to God that I, bust, I busted through the fear of failure. And 20 years ago, I said, I do. And what some of you need to do is to bust through the fear of failure so that you can accomplish your God-given dreams. And that's what I want to help you do today is to bust through the fear of failure. And friends, one of the reasons we struggle with the fear of failure is because we have a skewed definition of success. People believe success is winning the gold. It's, it's, it's winning the championship or winning the race or it's, it's landing the big contract or, or getting the huge promotion. It's, it's a skewed view of success because if, if success is winning the gold, what about people who win silver, bronze, or 20th place? Are they a loser? Are they failures? 
if, if success is winning the game, what about all the other teams that don't win the game? Are they failures? If success is landing the big contract or getting the huge promotion, what about all the people that don't get the contract or, or don't land the, the huge promotion? Are they losers? Are they failures in life? No. There's a wrong definition of success that many people have. And we won't overcome the fear of failure if we don't understand success from God's eyes and from God's perspective. You see, our culture tells us that success in life is based on performance, position, and possessions. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with having great performance. There's nothing wrong with having a powerful, powerful position. There's nothing wrong with having a lot of possessions. But the reality is you can have all three and not be successful in God's eyes. Success in God's eyes. Let me talk to you about this really quickly. Success in God's eyes, number one, is knowing God. Knowing God. Jeremiah chapter 9 and verse 23 says, This is what the Lord says. Let not the wise boast about their wisdom or the strong boast about their strength. You're boasting about the wrong things. Or the rich boast about their riches. But let the one who boasts boast about this that they have the understanding to know me, that I am the Lord who exercises kindness, justice, and righteousness on the earth. For, th for in these I delight, declares the Lord. Success in God's eyes is knowing him. We are created to know God, to have a relationship with God. The first part of our vision here at People's Church is to know God. We want to help every single person who's far from God to know God. You see, many people climb to the top of the ladder of success, and then they figure out their ladder is leaning against the wrong wall. And there's nothing worse to find out that you've climbed the ladder of success and to figure out your ladder is leaning against the wrong wall. And that's what happens when we build our life without knowing God. Number two is this. Success in God's eyes is becoming who God wants us to become. So success in God's, eye, God's eyes is for us to continually become more and more like Jesus. In theological terms, this process is called sanctification. God wants us to continually change and make us more and more like his son, Jesus. Philippians chapter 1 verse 6 says, being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. And friends, God has began a good work in all of us. And he wants to bring it to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. Jesus either comes back for us or until the day we die. Success in God's eyes is not being the best, it's being your best. It's allowing God to complete his work in your life. Success isn't about being what others want to see. It's about being, becoming who God wants you to be. I'm about to wrap in this place today a little bit. That's one of the reasons we have small groups. I, can I encourage you as we launch small groups next week? Get in a small group. It's one of the best places to grow in God, to become who God wants you to become. Number three is this, success in God's eyes. is doing what God wants you to do. 
Success is not just becoming who God wants you to become, but it's doing what God wants you to do. Acts chapter 13, verse 36 says, Now when David had served God's purpose in his own generation, he fell asleep. He was buried with his ancestors, and his body decayed. God had a purpose for David, and he served his purpose in his generation. And friends, God has a purpose for you. He wants us all to serve his purpose in our generation. God's given us all passions. He's given us all gifts. He's given us all talents that we would use them to honor him in every sphere of life. God wants us to be the best spouses, the best children, the best workers, the best employers, employees. God wants us to be the best neighbors, the best students that we can be for his honor and for his glory. And God also wants to use us to make a difference, to advance his kingdom, to build his kingdom. We, we call those people here at People's Church our dream team people that are using their gifts and passions to serve others, to build God's kingdom, to advance God's kingdom. God has a purpose for all of us to fulfill. And friends, success is not doing the best, it's doing your best. It's doing what God has called you to do to the best of your ability. Matthew chapter 25 and verse 23 does not say, well done, my good and successful servant. Enter in. It says, well done, my good and faithful servant. Faithful how? Faithful to be who God wants you to be. Faithful to do what God has called you to do. And if we understand success from God's perspective, then we view failure differently. We no longer view failure as, as something to fear. We understand that simply failing is a stepping stone to becoming who God wants us to be. It's a stepping stone to do what God has called us to do. And now that we have defined success, here's what I want to do. I want us to now look at how to overcome the fear of failure. I want to give you three keys to overcoming the fear of failure. And I want to talk to you from the life of Moses. If you're not familiar with the Bible, the Moses is an Old Testament character. And Moses was called by God to deliver the nation of Israel out of slavery and bondage from Egypt. They were there for 400 years, and Moses had this calling, this purpose, this dream from God. But Moses got ahead of God, and he killed a man. And then I want us to pick up the story to see what happens to Moses after his failure in life. It says in Exodus chapter 2 and verse 15, when Pharaoh heard of this, he heard Moses killed an Egyptian man. It says he tried to kill Moses, but Moses fled from Pharaoh and went to live in Midian where he sat down by a well. Moses fled. Because of a failure, he was no longer moving forward in life. He was no longer pursuing his dreams and his goals. A failure caused Moses to flee. And he wasn't just fleeing an angry king. He was fleeing his dreams. He was fleeing his purpose. He was fleeing his goals and his calling. And some of you are like Moses. A failure in life has you fleeing your dreams has you fleeing God's purpose and call on your life. You're not moving forward, you're moving backwards. Some of you, because of a failure, you find yourself paralyzed, you find yourself stuck, you find yourself living in the past. 
Because of failure, some of you feel like a failure. Understand this, point number one. Failure is an event, not a person. It's an event, not a person. Moses allowed a failure to cause him to believe he was a failure. And 40 years earlier, Moses was confident that God called him to deliver Israel out of the Egyptians' hand. But because of failure, he lost his passion. He was no longer pursuing his dream. Matter of fact, Moses wasn't taking one step forward to do what God called him to do. You know why? Because Moses felt like a failure. God shows up to Moses in Exodus chapter 3 through a, to a, through, through a burning bush and says, Moses, I'm calling you to go live your dream, pursue your dream, go deliver my people. But I want you to see Moses' response. He, he felt like a failure. And notice this in Exodus 3 and verse 9. It says, and now the cry of the Israelites has reached me. And I have seen the, seen the way the Egyptians are oppressing them. So now go, I am sending you to Pharaoh to bring my people, the Israelites, out of Egypt. But Moses said to God, who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and bring the Israelites out of Egypt? Moses said, who am I? God, you're talking to the wrong person. I tried that 40 years ago, and it did not work. I failed. I blew it big time. I'm a failure. And Moses viewed failure as a person instead of an event. And some of you find yourselves there today. You have failed. You have blown it. You have made some huge mistakes. And now you feel like a failure. You feel like you can't move forward. You're paralyzed. The fear of failure has gripped your heart. And you have to understand something, church. We've all failed. Look at your neighbor and say, that includes you too. That's right. We've all, we've all failed. But we're not failures. Friends, I have failed. I've told you in the past, I made a 17 on the ACT. That will not get you into college. I failed. I preached my first sermon to adults in the state of Arkansas. I failed. Had 80 pages of notes and preached for five minutes. Cotton mouth. Need eight glasses of water to preach five minutes. I failed. When I started traveling full time, I had a lot of failures. You always knew you failed preaching when you preached at a church and they did invite you back. Great job, but you're not coming back. I had that happen. I failed. In college, my deductive logic class, I had an F in it. So I went to Dr. Palmer. He, became, he, he, he liked me, so he became creative and let me do some creative work. And I got a D. Come on, somebody. A D is better than an F. <laughs> I failed. I have failed as a husband. I have failed as a dad. I have not been a perfect dad. I have failed as a pastor. I have not been a perfect pastor. I have failed, but I'm not a failure. I am not a failure. Failure is an event, not a person, and you have failed, and you have made mistakes, and you've done some goofy things, but you are not a failure. Failure is not a person. It is an event. Move forward. 
Number two is this. There's a second key to overcoming the fear of failure. Number two, change your mindset about failure. Change your mindset about failure. You see, Moses had a wrong mindset about failure. He, 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 he was on the backside of the desert for 40 years, and he never moved forward once to pursue his dreams because of a wrong mindset about failure. He, he had no intentions of going back to Egypt because of his thoughts about failure. He abandoned his dreams. He abandoned his goals. He abandoned his purpose in life because of failure. And friends, I want you to understand that there's two ways to view, fail, to, to, to view failure. You can view failure God's way or you can view failure the enemy's way. You see, the devil uses failure to tear you down and to keep you down. God uses failure to break you down, to build you up. You see, Moses had the enemy's mindset on failure. You see, the enemy, he allowed the enemy to tear him down and to keep him down. For 40 years, he had done nothing. He didn't pursue his dream. He hadn't taken one step forward. He was paralyzed because the enemy had just tore him down and was keeping him down. But God came to Moses and said, listen, Moses, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to tear you down. I, mean, I want to break you down that you will be broken and that you would be dependent on me and you will lean on me to build you up to accomplish the dream that I placed in your heart. Go back to Egypt. I'm not trying to tear you down to keep you down. I'm breaking you down to build you up to accomplish my purpose. You have to understand the difference between the enemy's mindset and God's mindset. Change your mindset. You see, the devil uses failures to rob us of our confidence. God uses failure to build our confidence. Moses had the wrong mindset. He allowed failure to rob him of his confidence. Now, 40 years earlier, man, Moses, he, he knew God called him to deliver Israel. Moses, man, I'm telling you, he had such confidence in God's call and his dream for his life. He had such confidence he got ahead of God and killed a man. I mean, Moses was walking what they call today. Moses had swag. Come on, somebody. I mean, he had confidence. But after his failure, after his mistake, he lost his confidence. He wasn't moving forward. He had done nothing in 40 years because, listen, his mindset was the enemy's mindset. And the mindset is you blew it, you messed up, you have no confidence, stay where you are. But God wants to use that failure to build your confidence in him that, listen, you can move forward, you can accomplish the dream. And some of you right now, you've lost all confidence. You don't believe in yourself? You don't believe you can pursue your dream anymore because of a failure? Listen, that lack of confidence is not God. It's the devil. The devil wants to use failure to rob you of your confidence. God wants to use failure that you, to, to build our confidence that we can move forward. Shift your mindset. The devil uses failure to show us we're losers. God uses failure to show us we're learning. Your mindset needs to shift. Listen to me, church. You're either winning or you're learning. You're never losing. Let me talk to you about the mindset to have. Yes, it went well. You're winning. It didn't go well. You're learning. But you're not losing. You have to shift 
your mindset. Failure should be our teacher, not our undertaker. You see, the reality is this. If you're not failing, you are not growing. We oftentimes learn more from failure than we do success. Let me tell you something about failure. Failure will build your character. It'll build tenacity. It'll build grit. It'll build determination. Failure will make you wise. It'll give you wisdom. And the enemy wants to use failure to tell you, listen, you're a loser. God says, you're not losing, you're learning. you got to shift, shift your mindset about failure. The devil uses failure to put fear in our heart to make us go backwards. God wants to use failure to put faith in our heart so that we can move forward. You see, failure is not the opposite of success. It's part of success. Failure is not falling down. Failure is not getting back up and moving forward. That's failure, friends. I want us to understand, never let success get to your head, but never let failure get to your heart. Because if it gets to your heart, you stop moving forward. You're paralyzed. You're sitting on the backside of the desert for 40 years doing nothing. Learn from failure and move forward. Learn from failure and move forward. You're winning, you're learning, you're not losing. Number three is this. This is my favorite point. It spoke to me all week. It spoke to me today as I was studying again. Here's my last point. Do it afraid. Do it afraid. Moses was a powerful leader. He's one of the best leaders that's ever lived, and Moses had to move forward afraid. I want to just show you quickly how Moses was just so afraid. This great leader was afraid. Moses, excuse me, Exodus chapter 3, verse 13 says, Moses said to God, he's talking to God, suppose I go to the Israelites and say to them, the God of your fathers has sent me to you, and they ask me, what is his name? Then what shall I tell them? Afraid. Afraid. What, what, what am I going to tell them, God? Can you imagine having a conversation with God and God is saying, go back and you're talking about, well, what if they don't believe me? And then you get to chapter 4, Exodus chapter 4, verse 1. Moses answered, what if they don't believe me? Saying it again. Or listen to me and say, the Lord did not appear to you. Moses is afraid. Notice verse 10 in Exodus 4. Moses said to the Lord, pardon your servant. He's getting all proper with God. Pardon your servant, Lord. I have never been eloquent, neither in the past nor since you have spoken to your servant. God, I know you don't know this, so let me educate you. I am slow of speech and tongue, afraid. Exodus chapter 4 and verse 3. I'm talking about a great leader. Listen to how afraid he was. Verse 13 says, but Moses said, Pardon your servant, Lord. Please send someone else. I can't do that. I've given up on my dreams. I failed. But I want you to notice verse 19, Exodus chapter 4 and verse 19. Moses had to move forward afraid. He had to move forward afraid. Verse 19 says, Now the Lord has said to Moses in Midian, Go back to Egypt. I still believe in you. My calls on you, my purposes on you, the dream I gave you years ago is still in you and on you. Go back to Egypt. For all those who wanted to kill you are dead. I know you failed. I'm still going to use you. The dream is going to happen. Go back to Egypt. I love verse 20. 
So Moses took his wife and sons, put them on a donkey, and started back to Egypt. And he took the staff of God in his hand. Seven, six verses ago, he's scared, afraid. But you know what Moses did? He moved forward afraid. He was giving all those excuses. He felt like a failure. He had excuses. He was afraid. But what I love about Moses is he did it afraid. He went back to Egypt afraid. You got to learn to do it afraid. Sometimes you can see a pastor like myself and you start thinking, oh, pastor, he's, he's got the super Holy Spirit in him. No, I don't. I put my shoes on just like you do. I struggle just like you do. I have issues just like you do. I have fear just like you do. Friends, friend, can I tell you, when I was leaving, we woke up to go to Arkansas, to move to the state of Arkansas. I was scared to leave my little town of four or 5,000 people, to move to a state by myself where I knew no one. I was scared. I moved afraid, but I moved. I, I, I want you to know, friends, when I started preaching my first sermon to my youth group in Wewoka, I preached afraid. The first time I preached in front of adults at the age of 18 in the state of Arkansas, the pastor let me preach, and I preached that five-minute sermon. I preached afraid, but I did it afraid. When I decided God called me to travel and preach full-time, I didn't grow up in a minister's home. I didn't have any connections. I didn't know anybody. I just stepped out and started traveling afraid. I married Tiffany at the age of 22. Afraid is not even the right word. I got married afraid. When we had our first kid, we had that first kid and all four of them afraid. Especially that last one. When Tiffany walked in, oops, there it is. We weren't planning on no more. We had them afraid. Pastor, you must have started People's Church, a man of faith and power. Man, what God has done, I know you just moved and God was just, no, 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 no. At the age of 26, my, I started People's Church, my wife and I, I started afraid. Everything I'm almost ever done in my life, I've done it afraid. And friends, if you're going to accomplish your dreams and your goals, God's purpose for your life, you have to do it afraid. I'm scared. It's been 40 years. God, I can't do this. God, I messed up big time. I had a failure. Moses, go back to Egypt. I'll go back afraid. And God is, God is calling some of you to start a business, and you're scared. Do it afraid. God is calling some of you to go back to college, and you're like, I'm 50. I'm scared. Do it afraid. Some of you are divorced and God is speaking to you about getting remarried. And you're thinking, I'm not ever getting married again. Do it afraid. Some of you have been dating the same girl 20 years. Ask her to marry you. 
I'm scared. Do it afraid. God is speaking to you about starting a ministry through our small groups, leading a small group, and you feel gripped with fear. Do it afraid. God is calling some of you into full-time ministry. He's speaking to some of your hearts across our locations about being full-time in ministry as a pastor, as a church leader, and you're scared. Do it afraid. Matter of fact, I want to know who some of you are. If God is speaking to your heart at one of our locations today about being in full-time ministry, our campus pastors will be at the Welcome Center today. Would you drop back there today and say, you know what, I feel like God is calling me into full-time ministry. And I know what some of you are thinking. I'm not saying anything to anybody, and I'm telling you, do it afraid. Do it afraid. Every person who overcomes the fear of failure, sometimes it's not as though fear has just went away. You just learn to overcome and to bust through fear of failure and to do it afraid. God has a purpose and a plan and a dream for your life. And some of you today need to bust through the fear of failure and you need to do it afraid.